0: this podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening Podcast. Hello, halfsters. Welcome back. I am just laughing a little bit to myself and marveling at the irony of the topic that we're going to be talking about today because not every day am I faced with a day that feels equal parts mom and equal parts entrepreneur, but today was certainly one of those days. Calvin is four now and he is just so much fun, such a bundle of energy. Um, He was at school, a today And so for the first half of the day, I was in the thick of my business. I am in the process of hiring a virtual assistant. Well, actually I'm hiring a person who's going to hire my virtual assistant and onboard them and uh, make sure we have all of our processes aligned. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're a virtual assistant, And um, you think that you would be a good fit? I would love to hear from you. Definitely message me if you know someone who is looking for a part-time VA position. I would love to. I'm going to be doing interviews next week, so uh, definitely reach out if you're listening to this podcast. You know when it right when it drops. But anyway, so I've been doing a lot of those things. I had three client, one-on-one client sessions. I had to pre-record a group coaching little lesson in happening sessions. I had four mini consultations. I was just in the thick of entrepreneurship. I'm planning uh, the hapster retreat, just so much fun stuff going on in that world. And then I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I didn't record the podcast yet. And it is time to pick up my son. And I was like, oh no. Because it's kind of a whirlwind once I pick him up, and then it's like, okay, we come home, we have a little routine, then we have dinner, and then bath, you know, the whole shebang. And of course, you know, he's in stalling mode, and so we didn't get into bed and down to bed, and I didn't get back to this until after 9 o'clock. It is now 9.40 p.m. as I'm recording this. And of course, today's topic is on how to be a badass mompreneur and access that highest self. I hope you're really enjoying this little limited series of the highest selves because even though these are these are my highest selves, these are the identities that I really am striving to access and bring out the best of myself each day in or each, you know, as as they um as they come up for me and as I'm trying to access those different parts of my self, but these thoughts that I use to be this version of myself, you can apply it to any of your highest selves, whether your highest self is you're not a mom, but you're, you know, just want to apply this to being a really great uh, spouse, or you want to apply it to being a really great teacher or employee or whatever it is. You can use these because what I'm telling you is not the actions of how to be a bad, badass mom or how to be a, a badass entrepreneur. It is the thoughts that you need to believe, who you need to be, the thoughts you need to believe, the feelings you need to feel in order to access that highest version of yourself. And these thoughts can be applied to other identities. So without further ado, I'm going to give you the 12 assets, the 12 like life hacks, if you will, to how to be a badass mompreneur. And you guys know I'm a mom if you listen to this podcast, but I haven't quite really talked about it in terms of, you know, we talk about all of the feelings that go on as a business owner. Well, being a mom has all sorts of other emotions that kind of go with that. And when you're both, there really is no separating these identities. Sometimes you're not just a mom. You're not just an entrepreneur. Your identity is a mompreneur. So we're gonna talk about that today. Okay, so one of my most important life hacks for how to be a badass mompreneur is to show up out of love and integrity all of the time instead of obligation. To some of you guys, this might sound really obvious, but I was talking to one of my clients about this today, and her relationship with actually her parents, one of her parents, and she's an adult. Her parent is an adult, and she was talking about how you know she loves her dad and she really wants to show up for him as all of us do as you know loving children as loving daughters or sons but the truth was is that it wasn't feeling good the actions that she was taking towards her dad and this is really important when you are showing up As a mom, you can't just be doing the things that you think a good mom should do out of obligation and calling that love. When you do that, you're not actually showing love for your kid or certainly not showing love for yourself. You are just lying. (laughs) You're just putting on an act and this will create a lot of burnout. And exhaustion for you. It's because your brain is not in alignment. Your thoughts and your feelings are not in line with your actions. Okay. It's like, if you are not the mom, you're like not the carpool mom. That's just not you. You are not the type of mom that really thinks it's it's the type of quality time that you want to spend with your kid to be driving the kids around a carpool and you're an entrepreneur and you would rather spend the quality time just hosting the kids over, you know, in your backyard. And that is more important to you. Do not say yes and agree to be the carpool mom if that is out of obligation and not out of love and integrity. I don't want you to confuse this for me saying that we just only do the things that we like to do we never do the things that we don't like to do of course there are plenty of things that aren't my favorite things to do that I still do out of love and they feel good right the difference is though is that it's on my terms I'm deciding okay you know what I don't love to do a puzzle 80 times in one day but today I actually I saw the look on Calvin's face and it brought me joy to do this puzzle for him, even though it wouldn't be my first choice (laughs) to do it right before bed, right? But it did feel in love and integrity. It didn't feel out of obligation. So you need to show up that way for your, both for your kids and for your business if you are showing up out of obligation to your business the same way out of this podcast right like in the beginning i was like oh my god i have to do my podcast and i just kind of flipped it really quickly and was like you know what of course i don't have to do this podcast no one's actually paying me to do this podcast right certainly it does have benefits and like long term benefits some of you guys sign up with as clients right through the listening to the show but the truth is is that It's not an obligation. I don't have to do anything. I do this podcast because I love it. I love to create this content out of ideas. I love to create curriculum. We talked about a couple episodes ago, this teaser for curriculum thinking, where I just create content and courses and classes and really episodes out of just the thoughts that I think that kind of help me guide my actions and guide my success in my business And as a mompreneur, and I really think I've kind of hit a sweet spot in managing being both a mom and an entrepreneur. And I think really all of that is credit to these hacks. So that is number one. Make sure that everything you're doing for both your kids and your business is out of love and integrity with yourself and not out of obligation. Number two is credit your brain for all of your feelings. Okay, so this is really Important because as a um, human being, right? I know I've talked about this. I sound like a broken record, but when we um, are talking about what's happened in our week and whether we've had a good week or a bad week, we're usually talking about, you know, oh my gosh, I had a client cancel or I had someone leave a bad review on my website or I had, um, you know, someone, my kid was just being XYZ, Right, We are crediting our kid or our business with making us feel stressed out or bummed out or disappointed or overwhelmed or any of the things when the truth is it's always our brains that are creating these feelings. And this is a major life hack for being a mompreneur because when you understand that your brain is the cause and the solution to all of your feelings then you can just really look at and decide whether to keep or to change whatever thoughts you're thinking and the way that you're thinking about, you know, this a situation with your kid, right? For example, if you are spending time, um, if you had a day where you barely got to see your kid and you typically like to see your kid more, you can think, you know what, I really am so grateful that I got to spend any time with my kid tomorrow and I am also grateful for the opportunity that I have to mix up my schedule this week and actually spend some serious quality time. doesn't mean necessarily more hours or or guilt trip, right? You get to decide what you want to think about it and then those thoughts are going to drive your feeling, okay? I credit my brain for all my feelings. Number three, I create all the policies. Policies is something I teach about in happening sessions and to all of my clients. Essentially, what a policy is is just a fancy word for when you have for your future plan, for how you're going to handle a problem that you've had in your past or your present. So let's say you have a um, a situation where, your um I'm making this up on the spot, but let's say I think I've talked about this on the podcast. Actually, this is a real policy that I came up with, with one of my clients um where she was having people come into her shop and they were um asking for donations. It was like the Boy Scouts or like, you know, whatever kind of charity, local charity, and they were asking for donations and she was starting to feel like stressed out and she was starting to feel guilty. Um and Uh, she was starting to associate those feelings with the people asking for the donations. So she was starting to resent them. Right. And so we decided to create a policy based on what she actually wanted to do, which was, she did want to donate, but she wanted to donate an amount that felt right for her and for her business. And once she had done that and she had put that policy on paper for the future and saying, going forward, I would like to spend this much on donations for the whole year This is how much I would like to allocate per quarter. And these are the types of donations I do want to do. These are the types I don't want to do. I don't want to do just cash donations. I would like to do gift cards, gift baskets, et cetera. And so after that, we realized, okay, you can both apply these policies, not just to your business, but to your um, relationship with your kids in your business as well. So if you're starting to feel some, um, some conflict with the amount of time you're spending um, answering emails let's say on your phone you absolutely should notice if this is a problem for you you want to create a policy that makes sense for you and of course all policies can have exceptions to them and you make the exceptions the policy is there not to put you in a box but to help you set up systems for yourself and to help you make decisions really quickly instead of um, again placing the blame in the emotion on the problem rather than just on a thought that you're thinking when your mind is unmanaged. So, um, it is creating the policies, make sure that if you're answering emails, you just say, okay, I will answer emails, um, when I am in until 6 PM. And then I'm with, when I'm with my kids until they go to bed from, you know, 6 PM until 9 PM or 8 PM, whatever time your kids go to bed, then you do not look at your phone and you do not answer emails when you say that that's a policy for yourself it's so much easier than okay i really have to do a better job of being more present i hear people say that all the time i'm like what does that mean what does that look like if that's just do a better job it's gives so much wiggle room for your brain to kind of take advantage of that and do what feels the easiest in that moment and that's usually to respond to the notification on your phone okay Then, okay. Hack number four, we want to match our calendar to our core values. Okay. So you want to do this even if you're not a parent, but, um, as a mompreneur, especially I find a lot of people say that, you know, either they're, they're scared to start a business or they're scared to scale their business because they don't want their business to Uh, grow and with it them to lose the time that they spend doing other important things to them namely the time they spend with their family and i can totally relate to this because in the beginning i really did associate the growth of my business with more hours spent on it and that should definitely not be the case so scheduling hapster scheduling which we teach all of my clients um, really teaches you how to make sure that the whole point of it is not to just put your to-do list on your calendar and let it run you. It's to really evaluate at the end of the day, at the end of the day when I'm looking at my week, does my calendar match my core values? Does the amount of time that I'm spending with my kids does the amount of quality time I'm spending both in my business and with my kids match what I'm saying is important to me? Okay? Number 5 is decide what being a good mom means to you. People will say all the time, like, I just, it's important to me to be a good mom. And it's just too vague, right? We don't know what that means. And when you use something vague like that, your brain is always going to tell you, you could have done better job that's really not the way that we want to set ourselves up. We're not going to be feel very successful there if we could always do a little bit of a job. The truth is, I could always have spent a little more time with my son. I could always have been a little more patient. I could always have done a little bit more in my business, right? And so if the if the, um, you know, the benchmark is not really clear or set, It's kind of like always a moving goalpost. And so we want to really decide very crystal clear what it means to be a good mom. So for me, being a good mom means simply just showing up with integrity, showing up out of love and integrity, making all the decisions for my business and um, for my parenting uh, in a way that feels right to me. Not necessarily like fun all the time but feels right to me and that's really it (laughs) and you want to also reevaluate this often so in the beginning you know maybe when I first had my son um, being a good mom to me meant prioritizing the time that I spent um, nursing him that was really important to me now of course if I did have a second kid um, based on the priorities that I have with my business and where it's at I actually wouldn't Um, think it's as important for me to nurse my son and my kid until they're one. Um, That was like a really important goal for me in the beginning, but we want to continue to reevaluate what it looks like to be a good mom, to be a good parent at at different ages, at, um, you know, when you have one kid or two, when you have more than one business, when you have, you know, other uh, means of of helping your kids thrive and other means of helping your businesses thrive. You want to keep reevaluating this. So yeah, now of course I ended up nursing my son until he was two. And with my second kid, I probably won't end up doing that because I don't have the same flexibility and I would like to, um, you know, make sure that I have some more space built in for me, which we're going to talk about as another hack. So, okay, that was five and six, deciding to be what a good mom means very specifically to you and make sure that is something that you can say, did I do this or did I not, right? You can check it for sure. And then reevaluating that often. Now, being where you are, this sounds so simple, but really one of the biggest things problems that I see mom printers come to me with is right off the bat, they'll be like, when I'm at work I feel like I should be with my kids and when I'm with my kids I feel like I should be answering my clients or my emails and one of the most simplest ways ways to hack this is to decide to you know that one of the expressions is enjoy the cake like if you're gonna eat the cake if you're going to be at work be at work. You're not doing yourself any favors if you're not actually fully where you are. When you're at work, you should be fully present at work. When you are at home, you should be fully at home. And scheduling does really help with this because there's no thoughts of, well, I don't know when I'm going to finish this work and get home to my kids, so I'm feeling guilty. No, it's I've decided I am working and completing this by X time. And then I'm going home and being with my kids. And when you know that your brain can kind of stop nagging you and you can just be where you are. Okay. Number one, two, three, four, five, six. I didn't number these guys. I bullet pointed them. That was not so smart. (laughs) Entrepreneur life. Okay. Number eight is grow and improve in your future, rather than beating yourself up over your past. Okay, so of course, as you go, especially if you're listening to this, and you have just like a brand new baby, like you're in the thick of it right now, you're in the beginning stages, you are still learning so much. And I'm no expert at parenting by any means. But you know, I am at a stage where things are starting to, I'm starting to get the hang of certain things, right? And so now I kind of understand, okay, I have learned those things and I messed <laughs> so, so much of it up. But even as I'm figuring out what I would do differently, it's all within the context of my future. And the same thing should go as with your business, as you're in the process of collecting failures, as you're in the process of figuring it out and realizing what you want to do differently, don't spend zero time beating yourself up over, I should have, you know, I shouldn't have let them watch so much screen time. I should have actually, you know, been home more when they were little. I should have actually, you know, um, hired business coach sooner than i did right all of these should have not productive you cannot change your past your past is done but what is productive is to think about your growth and how you want to improve in terms of your future so you're like okay cool i'm collecting this data we failed at that i'm not going to do that differently the next time a lot of mompreneurs especially i see using this mommy guilt using all of their failures not in the way that we like to collect them as hapsters which is we collect them to learn from them to apply to our future to continue to grow and do things differently in the future rather than collect them to prove to us why we suck so bad (laughs) okay so no make sure that in this one you're growing and improving in your future not beating yourself up over your past okay the next one is yeah like for me, the, the mantra that I always think is, I've always done the best I could with what I had. That really helps me to not dwell over the past. Like that is just my end all be all. Whenever I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I quickly, am just like, but of course I did that because the thoughts that I had at that time led me to make that decision. The feeling of overwhelm I was feeling caused me to kind of make a decision that I wouldn't have made if I my thoughts were cleaner and I was feeling um, just more committed or more, um, you know, decisive in the moment, right? So, of course, I, I did the best I could with what I had at the time, with what thoughts and feelings I had at the time, okay? The model doesn't lie. Your thoughts are always going to drive your feelings, which are going to drive your actions, which are going to produce your results, and... You couldn't have taken a better action from that feeling at that time, right? You can now, now that you know better, right? And it doesn't mean that you don't, you're like, oh, I never made a mistake. It just means that, oh, okay, of course I made that mistake. I see and I understand why. It's because I was thinking that thought and that was just a thought error. Now I know. Now I won't make that mistake, okay? Now, parenting philosophies. These three parenting philosophies are such a hack to being a badass mompreneur Okay. Number one, my parenting philosophy is more is caught than taught. I don't remember who said this. I definitely didn't make that up. I stole it from someone, but I just thought it hit me so hard. It's so genius. The truth is, is that you can try and tell your kids until you're blue in the face how they should live their lives. But the truth is, is that they're going to learn more from what you do than what you say. Okay, and so the same thing goes. And this is really applicable when you think about how much time you spend in your business. Are you using your business as as an escape? Are you blaming your business? Are you claiming that your business stresses you out? Are you feeling out of control when it comes to your business? then your kids are going to associate that type of thing with business as well. If they see that the same thing, are you showing them what's possible in terms of money? Are you showing them that when you go after your dreams and you're dedicated and you're committed, what's possible for them? If they, maybe they would want to be an entrepreneur too, right? You don't know, but more is certainly caught than taught. And if you want your kid to follow, um, to live an amazing life, the best possibility that you have for for um you know teaching them or being them a par- or being a part of that journey for them is to just live that life yourself. Okay? The second parenting philosophy is the greatest gift you can give your kids is your emotional well-being. And I really think that, again, this kind of goes a little bit hand in hand with parenting philosophy number one, which is kind of you have to focus more on um, on managing your own mind and your own emotional health. We know that business isn't personal, but it is emotional. So you need to make sure that you're really in touch with that when it comes to your business and when it comes to your kids and you are taking care of you so that your kids can not feel like then as they grow up that they have to act a certain way or be a certain way so that you can feel less stressed. Talk about a lot of pressure for your kids, right? Take care of yourself. Number three is the greatest legacy you can leave your kids is being an example of what's possible. And again, I mentioned this a little bit before, but for me, one of the... Purposes of me growing my business. One of the reasons I set such high goals in terms of, um, you know, money, especially, and in terms of how quickly I grow, and in terms of, you know, setting. Records, if I want to, in my industry, Um, as a woman, I just want to show my son what is possible. I want to be an example of that. And I think in in terms of the podcast, I just think it's so cool, like not just for my son, but if I have grandkids one day, the idea of them listening to this podcast to me, I'm just smiling, just thinking of it. If you are my grandchild listening to this podcast right now, this is my legacy to you. I want you to think about this, about what you want to, what type of life you want to lead, what type of person you want to show up as in both your parenting and both your work. And can you be just one and the same type of badass? Okay. The next hack is knowing what your result is as, know what your result is as a parent and a business owner. Okay. So, so my kids results are not my responsibility. Okay. So what I mean by this is know what, what is your responsibility? Sorry. I said result. Know what is your responsibility as a parent and a business owner, your kids results are not your responsibility, but how you show up as a parent is your responsibility in the same light. Your client's results are also not your responsibility. You know what is your responsibility? How you show up as a business owner. Okay, so I want to be really clear about what I mean by this because I think my clients are always like, what? When I say this, that your client's results are not your responsibility. So as a coach, for example, when I bring someone on, my goal is to help them achieve a certain result. I can guarantee that if they, I can guarantee that I'm going to deliver to them all of the tools that they need in order to create results in their business, massive results, really any result that they want to create. However, I cannot guarantee that they are going to create that result because the only way that they can do that is by taking action themselves. And I can't take the action for them. And they're not going to take that action if they don't feel the right feelings, because we know our feelings drive our actions. And what creates our feelings? Their thoughts. I can't think for them. I can't feel for them. I can't act on their behalf. So therefore, of course, I cannot create the results. Therefore, my client's results are not my responsibility. So, to be a badass business owner, to be the entrepreneur part, I need to separate what's my responsibility from what is my client's. My client's results are their responsibility. How I show up to deliver the tools and the systems and support them is my responsibility. Same goes for your kids. Your kids are your kids and of course they rely on you and especially as babies, but Once they become like really conscious human beings, which even their results, even as a toddler, I just had a parent teacher conference for my son and he's four and you know, he's rambunctious. She was telling me that. He throws himself on the floor during circle time, right? And she was like, what do you think this means? And do you think that he's tired or whatever? And I know kind of what she's talking about. I know that he just doesn't like to sit still. Circle time is hard for him because he has so much energy in his body that he just like can't sit still really. I know that over time, this is not going to be a long-term problem. So I'm not that concerned about it. But at the same time, would I like him to just sit still? Yeah. Do I tell him, hey, when during circle time, you sit down. Course I do. Can I guarantee that result? Of course not. So am I gonna blame myself? No. I'm really not, because I can't do it. But what I can is can do is I can take responsibility for how I show up as a parent, for how I can listen to the teacher and how I can work with her and how I can show up and then decide and have my own back that I am doing the best that I can and showing up at integrity and being like, yeah. I'm a total badass parent. What can we do? What? How, how can we problem solve this? And how can I encourage my kid to create his own results at the end of the day after I give him all the tools? That type of separation is what will give you so much peace and confidence both as a parent and as a business owner. Okay? Don't try and take responsibility for anyone's results but your own. Not your kids. Not your clients. Okay? All right we're coming on the end so one of the last ones is building in space from your kids and from your business oh my gosh i especially now that i share custody with um, my ex-husband i just see all of the pros and all the beauty of having space for my son it makes me such a better parent And of course, it allows me to have the energy um, and the space to be creative in my business. And I hear a lot of my friends who are moms and who are happily married just say it's like they're kind of envious of my situation being a divorced mom and sharing custody. Of course, there are plenty of times that has its downsides. But I think it's kind of crazy that the ideal situation in a lot of mom's eyes is that divorce moms kind of have the best case scenario. This shouldn't be the case. We need to find ways to normalize there being more space for you as a mom. And of course, if you're listening and you're a dad, this counts for a lot of you too. I'm not, I'm generalizing here because the topic is on my identity of being a badass mompreneur, but this would count for a dadpreneur too. There needs to be some space from you and your kid and some space from you and your business which brings me into the last one which is your business is not your baby this is a really important thought for you to latch on to like a baby yes like a baby who grows into your adult child your business should over time decrease dependency on you but it shouldn't be it shouldn't become more personal than emotional and when you have this idea that your business is like your baby it does become more personal than emotional right feedback that anyone gives you constructive feedback, it starts to feel like criticism and an attack on you. And that is not going to help you make the proper business decisions when you are taking things personally, which I see a lot. And I think that a lot of that can stem just for this this thought that people say like, oh my gosh, my business is my baby. And of course, if someone's insulting your baby, you're going to hate them. You're not going to want to do business with them, right? We need to be able to... think neutrally and of course emotions are totally uh welcome and you know how i feel about emotions in business it's part of it it's going to be there but it's not personal okay your business is not your baby and also similarly you can't quit being a mom you can't quit being a parent you can quit or sell or trade out your business right i just you know the ceo of the life coach school just um the founder she just hired a CEO I was like oh my gosh imagine I could just hire another parent to just like step in and like parent my child if I didn't want like no you are your kid's parent for life and that is a beautiful and amazing thing but another beautiful and amazing thing is that your business is this business is a separate entity from you it is an asset And in order to be a true asset, it needs to be something that is not dependent on you, that lives outside of you. It is value that you have created and systems that you've put in place to have your business live outside of you, even if you never intend to sell it or hire another CEO or of anything. The best, most successful businesses and the most healthy business owners are ones that do not feel like their business is dependent entirely on them. Okay, you guys, oh my gosh talk about tips for being a badass mompreneur these are the thoughts that i am thinking when i am accessing that highest self in myself and i can't wait to hear the feedback if you really loved this episode or you know someone who would really benefit from this do yourself a favor and click the share button send it with your friends send some love leave me a review let me know what you thought i'm going to be sharing um next week i'm going to be sharing start sharing the reviews and shout out a listener so please hop over there give a review share connect with me let me know what your thoughts are on instagram of course at what's happening WJess, or send me an email it's jessica at what's happening.com all right you guys have a nice night.